Welcome to Boz to the Future. Uh, this is a podcast we started because I felt like so much coverage of technology in the, our industry goes really broad and not as deep. And so what we try to do on this podcast is take a smaller number of topics and really explore them more fully uh, with people who are experts in those topics. Now, admittedly, we've been a little delinquent getting the podcast out. It has been a really busy time for us with product launches and updates, especially over the holidays. We are back at it. Uh, and one of the things that we launched uh, recently were these 3D avatar updates. And we really work to unify the look across Facebook, across Instagram, Messenger, Quest. And this is one of our biggest areas of investment is avatars. They're extremely critical to how people represent themselves in digital spaces uh, within the metaverse and beyond. And that is why I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Igarim Shorman, uh, who oversees all of our avatars work, you know, across uh, product, across engineering, the entire uh, kind of end-to-end ownership of what avatars and digital identity mean. Uh, and she's part of our Metaverse product group. So she's leading this team and she is here today. Now, one of the things I like to do is have people introduce themselves. Why? Because anything that I would do, people can go look up on the internet. I think it's more fun for people to kind of tell their own story in their own words. So why don't you take it away and tell people a little bit about yourself? Definitely. Thanks so much for having me, Boz. Um, this is uh, this is really fun. Um, so I've been, I, I currently lead the avatars uh, and identity team, but I've been at Meta for um, over seven years and I've done a lot of different things here. But for most of my time, actually, uh, I spent uh, working on identity uh, at on Facebook app. So I spent a lot of time thinking about the concept of identity and, and you know, in social media and in digital spaces. And so this kind of work we're doing now is an exciting evolution of that. And uh, the reason why I, you know, I'm so excited to, to be part of it. Um, How did you land even on profile? How did you land on those things? Yeah. So the journey of getting here was, uh, you know, definitely not a straight kind of line. I uh, I joined Facebook uh, at the time, Facebook in 2014 um, and joined the profile team through before that I had a startup so our startup actually failed and we kind of like soft landed uh I guess a few people from my team got a job uh at yeah, right. <laughs> yeah the old the old job offer exit we a little job offer exit exactly uh we like to call it soft landed um but before that I worked I, I had a travel startup I did that for about four and a half years and you know learn a lot about the space and that was my first foray into building products actually we built three different products and the whole idea was around connecting travelers with locals mm-hmm. and helping people kind of experience places um like like locals do something I'm very very passionate about um and the reason is because I um yeah, not only I love to travel, I've been to 53 countries, but I had to kind of adapt to uh, local culture when I moved myself to the U.S. from Kazakhstan. And sure. I didn't know anyone. I, you know, I didn't, um, didn't have any friends here. It's kind of like had to learn through uh, just like in discovering things on my own, uh, which was which was not the easiest thing to do. Um, so that was a yeah, that was my path here. And, uh, and it you know, it's, it's crazy to look back and think about kind of just the different 180 turns I had to take before getting to where I am. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and it's really interesting to think about how, yeah, your early work here at Meta, uh, then Facebook to your point was, you know, profiles. And then you worked on, on the business for a while, commerce, these pieces all come together beautifully in the metaverse. And I want to, we're going to circle back to both travel and also kind of your experience, um, as an immigrant from Kazakhstan, 
uh, later on in the podcast. I think those are really interesting topics. Also, you have me beat. I have I, about 44 countries, I think. So I got to, we got to, I got to ah, up my game. I gotta <laughs> we're up my not game. competitive at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is yeah, not at all a part of the, uh, the meta DNA. So one of the, one of the things that's really interesting, I, you know, people, for a lot of people, I think the metaverse is an abstract concept. That's understandable. Even to us, we're kind of trying to materialize an abstract concept with it. But avatars are more substantial. What are the immediate things that we're trying to, to deliver with avatars? Yeah, so avatars are not, you know, not only they're more concrete, but also they're so core to the metaverse, right? Like hmm. you have to, you have to embody, so you have to show up in, in the metaverse in, in some form. Um, and I think it's kind of this evolution of uh, how people were representing themselves in social media or, or still do today, which is your profile, right? It's your profile picture. It's your, uh, you know, it's your bio field and, and maybe uh, photos you post. And avatar becomes kind of like this 3D walking version of you mm-hmm. in, um, uh, in, in digital world. And so the things that uh, we are working on right now are uh, getting, you talked about getting the avatars, 3D avatars out across um, our apps. Uh, we just launched in January 3D avatars on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Messenger, and uh, Quest and Unified the experience. I'm, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that because it really gets something in, you know, in the hands of people in the experiences and, and apps they already use today. It's not this like abstract concept from the future. It is something yeah, that totally. you can tangibly actually use um, and experience. And and it's been really interesting because we you know, we, we have something like a, a quintillion, which is like 18 zeros um, <laughs> combinations number, yeah. of, available, uh, you know, of, uh, of avatars um, that people can create. And uh, we really wanted to focus a lot in these early days also on um, making sure to give people as many options as possible, um, and and really focus on you know, representation as well. So the thing that that I um, I particularly was very excited about is that we you know when we launched this, we also launched cochlear implants and wheelchairs, and of course it's like a first step. Uh, but I think it's really really important that you know, from the very beginning we are building product in a way that is uh, representative of you know very broad and diverse uh, set of uh, people who will be you know, who will be using our product. Yeah, I have just a personal tie-in. Wild, actually. My son's uh, my son's in first grade, and we had a big event at his school today, which is all around, uh, like, you know, truly representation, especially for the table community. Their focus for the year is on Judy Human. If you haven't seen Crip Camp, one of the people who really drove the American Disabilities Act. Um, and it talks mm-hmm. about the, you know, this first graders talking about the importance of representation. And it was wild because, you know, here we are, you and I, absolutely a part of a professional conversation on a regular basis about that exact kind of topic. Uh, and it feels like a, a topic who, uh, which even you know, we have not been on top of previously, uh, but now it is top of mind. It is something that we're at the forefront of and trying to push in, in advance. Um, so that's one of the places where I think, yeah, we do have a lot of pride because it's a place that we were weaker before and have invested a ton. I mean, one thing that is interesting to me also is, you talk about the, the, the number of yeah, the quint trillion combinations that people can have, I, we're not stopping there. We're, we're going to continue to push uh, the, the richness with which people want to express themselves to feel like they can embody somebody. That's a big deal. You know, somebody needs to be able to look in a digital mirror and be like, yeah, this represents yeah. me sufficiently well that I, that I relate to it. Um, and yeah, this isn't a metaverse thing. Yeah. It, it will be over time, but this is, we can use this today. We can use this today in the apps that we already have. Um, one of the things that is interesting to me is you know, we're not set, we're not trying to build it all ourselves. How, what role do you see developers playing uh, in these kind of avatar spaces? Yeah, it's 
it's, it's definitely true. Like we cannot, you know, we, we, we cannot build it on our own. We have to be building this together with developers and with you know, broader community. Uh, we, we started working on avatar SDK, uh, uh for Quest, actually, in VR quite, quite a while ago. Um, and we currently have some adoption of this. We, we launched publicly um, in, uh, uh, in the end of last year. And uh, I, I think working together with developers is going to be key mm-hmm. to the future of uh, avatars. Because if you think about it, when people create an avatar, you know, they will be investing in it. They, it is their yeah. own. It, it is how they're embodying and representing themselves in the metaverse or in, in digital world in general. And the more you know, the, you create an avatar and you're investing in it, and maybe you, know, you got a you got a, a t-shirt that you maybe um, you unlocked because you went to a concert or um, you, you you got something unique, and um, you're investing in this avatar, and you don't want to kind of have this. Um, have to recreate it every time you go to yeah. a different part of uh, or different experience. And I think this is one of the key tenets that when we talk about the metaverse is continuity. And so being able to create this continuity of your identity is really important. So we're, you know, we're taking some early steps today. We have a meta avatar SDK in VR. I think something about 20 developers um, have adapted it so far, uh, but it's really, it's just the first step. I, I yeah. Ideally, in the future, we can create an experience where people, you know, you take your avatar everywhere you go and it's continuous and you kind of, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to recreate from, from scratch every time you, you, know, you join different experience. Yeah, that's right. Continuity has really been our watchword for the metaverse. We really want yeah. to give people a feeling, just like I do in the physical world, I transition from space to space. I yeah. take my whole self with me. I take my stuff with me. <laughs> yeah. There are limitations. There are things I can't take certain places. Um uh, but like I, I am able to do that. And it, it's one of the things that is jarring today about digital spaces is how disconnected they are. Uh, and identity is one of right. the things that we currently don't take across digital spaces. We get a different identity at the border of each digital space that we pass through. Um, right. And avatars feels like one of the opportunities to thread a, a needle through that. And if you had that, yeah, of course, you'll, in the same way that we invest in clothes and haircuts and um, makeup or, you know, I don't know, Head polish in my case. Uh, those are things I don't really have head polish. Just, <laughs> I just wanna, I was, although I kind of want to get that rumor started. That would actually be pretty fun. Uh, but no, like those types of things that we invest in in the, in the physical world, there's going to be an analog. Um, and there's, also, there's right. just like there is in the world, there's going to be a marketplace for that. There's going to be opportunity right. for entrepreneurs. Um, one of the, so one of the things we're always doing on, on this podcast is um, exploring a product completely. It's all good for you and I to say, we're going to have a digital self that's going to have some continuity to it and we're going to be invested in it. It's going to represent us really richly and really hopefully completely across the really broad range of uh, human body types and abilities um, and skin tones and everything, hairstyles and everything. That's all good. And there's going to be a marketplace. People are going to help us um, augment and add. It's going to be name brands that everyone's heard of and new up and coming creators that no one's heard of doing digital things that could never exist in the real world. Those are all going to be um, exist. What are we missing? What are the things, what are the the harms that we are spotting right now trying to get ahead of? Yeah, it's interesting because it's still early days, but um, the things that we are, you know, we're thinking about from the beginning are uh, some of the kind of more, maybe perhaps even obvious things like when you're creating an embodied avatar, it is not obviously a picture of you in the real world. It is something that you're creating from scratch. And so, for example, impersonation could be a really big problem that, um, that we need to be thinking about from day one. 
Um, also, people doing offensive things, right? Yeah, or or <laughs> totally. it's it, whether it is you know the clothes that they create or wear, whether it is um, you know, skin tone uh, choices, mm. um, and so how do we you know, how do we build a an experience where people can truly express who they are and and be their authentic self, whatever that may mean for them. But also at the same time, we're doing this in a safe way that is um, you know, not offensive and that that people are not creating harm, especially uh, in definitely in the digital world, but also as it crosses with the, with the physical world as well. Some really hard challenges in terms of the offensive demonstrations of representation. Yeah. And then... Yeah, impersonation, uh, which may be a little bit easier because we can prevent exact copies, but like, oh, my part's on the left versus the right. Like, right. how how deep do we go protecting right. one person's representation of self? Yeah, and, and if you think about impersonation, I mean, it's probably easier when you're talking about um, celebrities or people we know that are sure. in general versus uh, impersonation born, you know, in, in just communities and, yep. and people try to do harm to people around them, not necessarily yeah. impersonating a, like a celebrity or something like that. Um, and, it's, it's, and this is, you know, it's, what's interesting is we're dealing with this more on the, uh, the kind of conventional social networking side as well. Now, uh, you know, it's always, certainly there's always been a problem with people, you know, they can steal your profile photo and they kind of make right, a profile right. with your name. We've managed, I think as a systems, as a, as an industry to get mostly on top of that, though it still does happen. Uh, but now you've got things like deep fakes. You've got things where actually all the previous proof points that we used in the physical world are yeah. themselves also at risk. So impersonation in digital spaces is, is, you know, kind of the obvious one for avatars, but it's not limited to that anymore. It's, yeah. it's actually the, the entire digital surface area has a risk there. Yeah. Um, and that's a challenge. Yeah. I think luckily, you know, we, we do have um, a lot of systems already in place that we would build for social uh, so, social apps that we have yep. that we could leverage. We have, yep. you know, we have people in place. We have um, integrity and policy rules. So we, we have a lot that we can build on top. Uh, but but this is still early early days in, in what we're trying to build for the metaverse. And um, like you said, like some of these use cases we you know we haven't thought about or they haven't even existed in the past. And uh, we kind of have to think like at least one step ahead of everyone else on this. Yeah, there's going to be some kind of use that we don't get ahead of. These are the, the yeah. ones that we are trying to get ahead of. I think um, it's interesting to me, yeah, and very much to your point, being connected to Meta actually could be an advantage for us here uh, because we do have systems of verifying identity in case accounts get locked out, in case right. there is impersonation. Um, we can tie it to longstanding accounts on Facebook, on Instagram, if people so choose, behind the scene, not in a consumer-facing way, but to help navigate some of these pieces. Uh, but these are still really meaningful concerns that we have about right. digital representations of self. One of the things I'm curious for you to think about, okay, so what else composes identity? We've talked about avatars, which is certainly an important piece of it, is a visible representation. What other parts of identity do you guys think about as it relates to the metaverse? Yeah, um, it's interesting because it's not just as it relates to the metaverse, but uh, going deeper into like how people think about their identity. Mm -hmm. And and uh, um, a lot of the research you know we've done even in Facebook app before is people think about their your appearance and how you show up, but it's also um, things you own, mm -hmm. who are your friends, sure. um, yeah. where you live, uh, yeah. where you went to school, part communities you're part of are mm -hmm. also aspects of your identity um so when we think about um what is how does this translate to the metaverse uh things like for example starting with things you own uh there there are unique um to you and um you should be able to you know to 
to to showcase them. You should be able to mm-hmm. bring them with you anywhere you go. Uh, we have this, so going back to the concept of continuity. It shouldn't just be the avatar itself, but it should be all the things that you you know, you you own as well. Um, we've also been thinking about uh, you know in in Horizon um, the. If you're building worlds, uh, maybe you have maybe you have a house, right? And, mm-hmm. and in that yeah. house, you can display things you own. Uh, and maybe like in the front yard, you only display what you would display in the front yard to like anyone. And then like to get into your house, you have to you know, to get invited by totally. me. And there's going to be more you know, more more in depth understanding of who I am in my living room, right? Versus versus the front yard. And I do think it's uh, there's just like so, so much analogy between the physical and the, and the digital world there. Yeah, this and I love your reference too to the to my friends. Yeah, you, what, what communities you're a part of? You know, like you're right. a part of this, and uh, that's another thing that here I think we benefit from, especially once we get the account work done that we've talked about previously. Yeah. Um, we really benefit here from the connection to Meta, to potentially to Facebook, to Instagram, to others, so you can bring the graph of networks that right. you're part of with you wherever you want to go, and or not. Um, and, and things like groups on Facebook, right. you know, these communities that you, that, that you form that, yeah, are a hugely important part of your identity. So it's not, it's not just appearance. We're not, it's not skin deep. We're talking about what is the kind of the holistic sense of identity markers right. that we use in the physical world. They're going to still be relevant in any digital space. And if you're a creator, it's the followers that, that, that you have and, um, uh, that you can also bring with you or, or you can, you know, you can give them uh, yeah. more access in, in the metaverse to certain things because they've been you know, more loyal followers uh, maybe yeah. it's on Instagram <laughs> or somewhere else. So um, I, I, I really think there's, it's going to unlock a lot more interesting use cases it, to your point. Maybe we're not even thinking about some of them today. Yeah, no, I'm sure we're not. That's why we're so excited about developers. You know, we really have, you're exactly, you've nailed it. The creator piece, which we're seeing already creators right. are, you know, uh, legion, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, we get it. And they're building brand, they're building followers. Right now, it does still feel very winner take all. It mm-hmm. kind of is very head heavy. It does feel like in the metaverse, there's just a lot more space, not to really <laughs> abuse the metaphor. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more space for people to be you know, influential in spheres, in areas, uh, on their fashion, on style. Right. Um, whereas because the interface for conventional social media is the physical world that's harder like it's just like there's a scale challenge Uh, in the digital world it's easier like these things are infinitely scalable overnight so i think it's a very interesting point there let me ask you that just because we're there do you have like a physical object that you feel like would identify you uh in a in a digital space let me give i'll give mine i I think a camera for those who know me i almost always have a camera with me so i think that's a that's a, a physical item that if people saw me they'd be like hey that might be my friend he's got a camera do you have a physical object that you think people identify with you or that you I identify have, with yourself? I, I, I have, you may not like the, <laughs> no, give it, hit me. I, I got this. It's all good. So, so, okay. So I'll, I'll actually, I'll tell you this back to community and, and, and immigrant concept from before. So I went to USC in LA mm-hmm. and uh, because I was here by myself in the U S and you know, I, I transferred to USC for community college that actually became my kind of family and mm-hmm. my community here in the U S I really totally. deeply 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 feel connected to it uh, even to this day many many years since graduation and so i think i the first thing i would want in the metaverse is uh probably wear like a usc sweater and uh i will probably my, yeah. my my house in the metaverse will probably have the usc flag hanging um on it so so that would be like people will know it's it's that's probably i dream 
That's a great story. Why wouldn't I like that story? I don't Just know. I don't know. Okay, I'm Northern California. We're Northern California. It's the University of Southern California. There's a, you know, it's a big rivalry there. I, I've, I've learned the hard way in my last 10 years. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, let, let's transition to our second deep dive then. I, you know, obviously, um, I'm excited because I do think these digital representations of self are very near term. Um, one of the things that we have thought about for a long time with VR, and we do see some applications that explore this and play with it. It's one of the popular use cases early on, especially for Gear VR and for Oculus Go, the very portable mobile VR systems, um, was travel, uh, was this idea of experiencing places. And for communities who have who trouble traveling, which has been all of us for the last two years, but before that, uh, you know, people who maybe were too elderly to travel, we've really heard such tremendously positive feedback uh, about it. Um, now you're somebody who has, yeah, you're a, you're a very accomplished traveler. How do you see the relationship of like the metaverse and these physical geographical, you know, kind of jaunts that people want to take, but can't afford or, or can't manage? Yeah. Like, do you, you know, talk to me about how you think about that overlap. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's it's just incredible because I um, just recently I was using this app uh, in VR Wonder. Wonder, yeah, yeah. great, I recommend it for sure. And it, it was it was just such an incredible experience because what I ended up doing is I ended up uh, wandering around the streets <laughs> of of Almaty, uh, my my hometown where I was born and, and raised, and I actually found my you know the house my grandma's house my my grandma's apartment building wow. and, um and walk around the streets where i used to play when i was a little kid and it it, it, it literally almost made me cry because uh, yeah. yeah i haven't been there since 2012 um you know obviously my grandma still lives there and i i almost was like i was moving around <laughs> and hoping like to spot her or someone yeah, I totally know. um but just the barriers that it's going to break down. And this is just, again, like one of the first kind of apps and, and experiences we're seeing. Um, I, I think it's going to be incredible in terms of bringing people closer, the con- connection, being able to teleport to other places. And so and, and when I think the reverse of this, you know, when I was um, I, I was in Kazakhstan, I can relate to a lot of people who probably you know, cannot travel because even getting mm-hmm. a visa was like yeah. it would take like six months to just get a visa sure. you have to prove like you know you have the funds you're gonna come back you're not gonna stay in this country and whatever um and i always wanted to you know, read books about like france um or or uh england and i wanted to like go check it out um and it was impossible until i think i was like 17 was the first time i went to europe um and so i i think just unlocking the opportunities like that for you know Everyone, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your passport says, whatever is in your bank account, doesn't matter. You can, you know, you can teleport and learn about ancient Rome um, or yeah, Egypt. Totally. It, it's incredible. I think I, mean, I think about education um, as like one of the examples of just how much it will unlock for for kids yeah. um, around the world. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, and and you know, I was thinking about this in relation to your your startup trip trotting. Uh, which was, you know, really about local experiences and these pieces. Don't you think that augmented reality is just like such a critical opportunity for that kind of thing? Yes, I think if we were we were building trip trotting in 2010, so I think mobile was just like just just becoming, barely like, off the ground, yeah, barely totally. off, yes. Um, yeah. and we thought that was exciting, you know, like you take something out of your pocket, it's like your yep. local friend is there. But like, yes, I mean, being able to wear glasses and 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 uh, being able to see like maybe you're like wandering the streets of Paris, like this is where the locals go. This is like, totally. maybe, 
maybe I'll see like where boss hung out and you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll choose yeah. to go there or not because <laughs> boss hang out there. Um, but I, I think there's just like the opportunities are going to be uh, incredible for travel, um, both for f- physical travel, but also digital travel as well. Yeah, one of the, one of the knocks that we hear a lot about virtual reality, at least is people con- are concerned that it would, um, decrease physical world interaction, decrease physical world, um, you know, kind of movement. I suspect the opposite is true. Honestly, I do. I think, um, first of all, I think a digital spatial interaction is better than a digital asynchronous one. So like, I'd rather be in the metaverse doing something with somebody creating a shared experience Mm -hmm. than just doing like a a phone call. Right. I think that's a richer experience. Uh, but I tell you, you know, for, for me at least who I love to travel, yeah, you go and wander and you're like, I want to go to that. Like it makes it actually, right. it actually far from like quenching my desire to travel. Yeah. I'm like, I need to get physically to this place. But then, yeah, but I do find some things like language barriers are a real impediment. You know, you go to some place, you're like, oh man, like if I go to Almaty, am I going to have a good time getting around? Am I going to be able to do it without, you know, finding your grandma's house and having her show me around? Like, am I going to be able to do it? Um, and, you know, I think augmented reality whole, and, and the uh, artificial intelligence that we're building around language holds such promise to unlock the world. Uh, you can read the menu. You right. can follow the street signs. You know, it doesn't matter if they're in Surah, like doesn't matter in there, if they're in Arabic, doesn't matter what they're in. Like you have yeah. the tools to at least navigate, to find safety. Um, I, so I, I really feel like so many of the tools we're building are contrary to what people expect. They're going to ignite this type of global experience. Um, yeah. and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And I think it's, it really is like an extension, right. To, to, mm. to it, for example, when you think about VR, um, there are two, you know, there are cases when you cannot travel, right. Um, yeah, I, I have, you know, we have, well, I haven't been able to travel in the last two years. It would be nice to be able to do that in VR. Um, and so I think that there's, also like an opportunity for for inspiration mm-hmm. uh we already seen that i actually i, I heard a uh um a fact that um travel to iceland has mm. increased dramatically since <laughs> instagram um oh, became yeah. really popular right and, totally. and because of the scenery and so imagine being able to like actually immerse yourself in something like that and i, I do think it would actually get more people excited about going play like physically going places yeah, I definitely think I've seen more pictures of Iceland, maybe per capita, than like any <laughs> yes. other place on Earth. Yes. Um, and and I, I do want to go to there. It's, it's I haven't been. Well, you have to go, yes. I want to go. I want to go. See, I, then I could get 45. I, I got I to gotta make it brown. <laughs> I, I can't help myself. You told me this fact earlier, which I, I mentioned, uh, I just, I use all the time. What does Almaty mean again? Almaty actually in in Kazakh is um, the original name was Alma Ata, which means Alma means apple, Ata means grandfather. So it's the grandfather of apples, um, and it is it, it, it's the city where the apples come from. I just think this is an incredible fact. Like apples come from Kazakh. I had no idea until you told me that. Um, okay, we are gonna go into the quick fire section. That was a little priest. That was a little that was a little bonus <laughs> question. I want to get into the official quick fire uh, section for you. Um, so you love to travel. You live in a city that tourists like to visit. Give me your top travel tips for San Francisco. Um, okay. So hike Twin Peaks. Sure. Amazing views. I think you, know, you cannot, you cannot miss that. Um, I would recommend, um, almost any taco place in the mission. <laughs> for sure. <yeah. laughs> you can right. like, you cannot go wrong. Um, 
my favorite place is Italian homemade in in the marina. It's amazing Italian food and uh, very very authentic. Um, Angel Island is something that like I don't think everyone uh, goes to, but I just spent. Um, a day hiking there during my recharge and it was incredible. Um, and then maybe the last one is uh, take a, from the Angel Island, go over to the, to Tiburon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tiburon, of course. Yeah. The tip, the tip of the spear there. Great way to look back. You like, yeah, those are all good triangulations on the city. Uh, I got to tell you some of the tourist traps in San Francisco really do deliver. In my opinion, I think the cable car delivers oh, yes. on exactly <laughs> what people want it to be. And Alcatraz is a, is a truly great, uh, a, a truly great trip as well. Um, very conventional. I love going into Chinatown. I think if you're not, if you're not yeah. walking through Chinatown, uh, buying some rice candy, you are just missing out on one of the really great authentic pieces. And it's really a part of the city that, you know, that's been there as long as the city has. That's, that, that is, has been a part of San Francisco from day one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's what, which I think is, is really neat. Um, okay. What are you can, what, like, what media are you consuming right now? A TV, movie, book, podcast, like what is, uh, what's on your plate? What are you, what are you bringing in? Yeah. So, um, I actually spent quite a bit of time last year, uh, reading and learning about metaverse and, uh, I, I refreshed my memory on, um, uh, Ready Player One and, you know, all the other books uh, and movies. Um, right now I'm actually spending quite a bit of time also learning about web three and uh, mm-hmm. I listen to a number of podcasts on that. Um, I think it's, it's just fascinating space and, um, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot there. Um, and, uh, uh, on, uh, do, do you want specific? Sorry. You want specific? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Name, if you, if you have anything that you want to name, name it, you don't have to. Okay. Um, I think on a podcast, my favorite one is, um, modern finance with Kevin Rose. Um, he's really amazing guests there. And, uh, uh, on TV, well, more fun, um, Bridgerton season two is back. So. All right. There you go. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> so I like that we're getting the real answers my here. guilty pleasure after, after working. <laughs> From Web3 to Bridgerton, we've covered a lot of ground yes. here. Oh, and, and Web3 has an obvious interface with your work, too. We're talking yeah. about digital goods and ownership. You talked about that. We're talking about including digital goods like the uh, clothing or, or things that you might right. adorn your avatar with all have a potential interface with, with the blockchain technologies. Uh, okay. Uh, 53 countries traveled to... Uh, give me the top one or two most memorable, not the best. They're all great countries. I don't want you to pick a favorite top one or two most memorable countries that you visited that were kind of meaningful for for you personally. Yes. So number one is actually, uh, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. I spent two weeks there with my, what I call adopted, uh, Kiwi family who drove me from Auckland all the way down to, uh, South Island. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, and showed me just like, all the off the beaten path places you would go in New Zealand. And so that's definitely an absolute number one. Um, and, and the second one is probably um, Thailand, where I mm. spent, uh, actually, when I went there, I met uh, a number of locals through trip trotting when I first, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it was incredible. There's look, local students who sh- showed, us, um, showed us around and showed us a lot of places that I would have never thought about even going or, or checking out as a, as a tourist. Uh, I, just because I can't help myself. Uh, have you been, did you, when you were in New Zealand, did you go to Waitomo cave? Did you go to the, the black water rafting? It's I on, did in not. The North That's a fun one. That's a, like the, uh, the glow worms. You're, you're in a under, in a underground river in an uh-huh. inner tube in a wetsuit cause it's freezing and you're floating down on your back and there's all the glow worms in the ceiling. So it's like, you're, oh, wow. it's like being outside in the stars. It's a fun one. That um, amazing. 
Uh, we are out of time, which is a shame because I could talk travel with Igreem literally forever. Uh, such a such a wonderful um, wealth of knowledge, and you bring all that richness to us to the the work that you're doing uh, in in avatars, which I love. Um, where can people find you? Like, what's your social handles that they should follow if they want to get more great content? Yeah, um, you can follow me on um, on Twitter at IgerMD, and uh, um, you can uh, follow me. I have I post almost everything public on Facebook as well, so uh, you can follow my my profile Igerim Shorman on Facebook. And you've talked a bunch with me previously. You're trying to build an inclusive team. We've talked about in this podcast why that's so important for us. What roles are open? What are you looking for? Yes. So we're hiring across all functions uh, in product and engineering, of course, um, but also data science, research, uh, design, um, you name it. So we're looking and and, and really like truly we're looking for um, to build as much as diverse team as we can because we're building the metaverse and the metaverse is diverse. So please, uh, you know apply, uh, reach out. We would love to, to talk to anyone who's interested in joining us or learning more. Um, and joining our team. Well, thank you for joining. uh, And I hope someone listening joins your team because we need all the help we can get to make this metaverse happen. Uh, uh, You can obviously listen to uh, Boz to the Future wherever you enjoy podcasts. And you can get me feedback uh, on Twitter or on Instagram at Boz Tank. Like I agree, I also post most of my content publicly on Facebook, facebook.com slash Boz. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you or rather you will hear us next time.